there, you are listening to IWG Radio, the place to be for all of your wellness needs. We just want to take a moment to thank you so much for listening and just let you know that any of the information that is provided is strictly for an educational resource and is not intended to diagnose or treat any conditions. The lifestyle interventions discussed should not be used as a substitute for any type of conventional medical therapy. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Integrated Wellness Group podcast. I am here with Liz, one of the managers here at IWG, and we are going to talk about fasting today. Hello. So excited to talk about fasting. Um, Something that I've been interested in for a while, so I'm really excited to hear what you think. So I guess let's just dive right in. What would you say the basic definition of fasting? Because I've heard a lot of like intermittent fasting or fasting just generally, so I want to hear what you think about well, there's, definition. There is a lot of types of fasting, and we're, the goal is, is actually to to keep this more of the basic fundamental aspect of fasting because fasting can get very confusing. Mm-hmm. So I actually want to do two parts. So this is going to be kind of the foundation cool. um, to not confuse people with too much information, <laughs> and then we will be doing a follow-up or a part two that's going to get more into the nitty-gritty, the deep science um, the stuff that I really geek out on, <laughs> but overall fast fasting, what it is, is it's just, it's not eating, you know, it's, it's, you're fasting. Um, and it comes all the way back from biblical times that, uh, people would fast and they would do it knowing consciously that it had a lot of health benefits. Mm. Um, now from that, we've created all these different, um, from intermittent fasting and different types of fasting, just to full on fast. Um, there's a lot of different ways to go and quote unquote hack, uh, our bodies and our systems, um, to actually do different things depending Mm -hmm. on the type of fast that you want to, to achieve. Yeah. So that actually was my last question, but I'm not going to go into it just yet. So let's, let's, yeah, yeah, we'll wait. Um, so that's awesome. Now, what would you say basically, I know we're going to get into it more in the next one, but. Basically, what would it do for your body if you just do, like, a regular fast, which would maybe be, like, 12 to 14 hours? Is that right? I Well, I mean, when you say regular fast, yeah, a, a regular right. fast is actually, uh, technically, the science behind a regular fast is a true fast. So, it's not eating for at least 24 hours. That's right. Okay. Um, that's a true fast. Uh, anything less than 24 hours is intermittent. Got it. Um, that makes sense. I but, didn't know what that intermittent yeah, was. Yeah. And that's, I mean, people get caught up on wanting to use all the, the lingo, and mm-hmm. it really doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's what really matters is that, A, you're, you're trying to do it correctly, whether you're doing an intermittent fast or just a regular true fast. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, the overall benefits is that you're taking a lot of stress off the system because mm-hmm. the body has to use energy to break down foods, digest food, and everything that goes along with that. Yeah. So you take that stress off the body and you allow the system to be able to have energy to utilize it for more important things, aka healing. Right, and resting. Yeah. Yep. Which is what we're talking about with sleeping too. Exactly. So exactly. That's cool. So, and th- another big part of that is is that you're changing the body's energy system. Mm-hmm. So you're allowing it to use its energy more efficiently. Mm-hmm. So when we use glucose, glucose is an amazing form of energy, um, but we have spikes with it. So it's like you eat a meal, your body you know, breaks it down into sugars, glucose, mm-hmm. um, but that's a big spike. And then that spike uh, kind of hits like that bell curve and then it starts curving downwards. Right. Uh, and with that, there's a more efficient, I guess, energy system, and that goes more into the ketones, which is fat. 
Which um, we're hearing a lot about that yep, right yep. now. Yeah. And there's, I mean, I did not know the ketones was fat. <laughs> yeah. So and there, but Which there's yeah. the I have different views on utilizing ketones versus right. uh, ketones versus fat and ketones right. versus a ketone diet, which I have. Um, I think there's some issues with that as well. Yeah. Which in everything, you also have to just find out what works for your body too. Right. So, you know, coming off of eating cheeseburgers and soda all day, you don't may, maybe not want to go right into a 24 hour fast. Yeah. So that's sort of my next thing is there are different types of fasts, which you just mentioned. So beginner fasting to advanced fasting, how would you? I'd say a beginner fast is where, or where you're, most people should start out is an intermittent mm-hmm. fast. Right. Um, and really fast is like, we use the word breakfast because it's breaking Break the fast. fast. Yeah. So most people, their breakfast is in the morning. We've been just programmed to think that we have three meals a day. And you have to eat there's as soon as you get up. And... kicks that, oh, you think your metabolism to keep it more stable, you should right. have six to eight, you know, snacks, meals a day. Yeah. Um, and then, but anytime you do that, you're upregulating that system to use mm-hmm. using glucose. Um, doing an intermittent fast, I think, is going to be more beneficial uh, at first because you're not overly challenging the body, um, which you may crash um, if you just go into a full-on right. fast. Right. And when doing a full-on fast, I always say, and we'll get more specific on it, but you need to ramp up to it right. in an intelligent way. So right. it's like you're eating your regular proteins and everything, um, but then you take the proteins away and you're just eating, you know, your grains, your vegetables and your yeah. fruit and take the grains away and you're having vegetables and fruit. So you're cutting it down so yeah. it's easier There's on your like system. There's different phases yep. of it. And then you, then you can go into your fast in a lot healthier way. Mm-hmm. And as you ramp that kind of down, that's how you come out of it. So you ramp back up. You don't yeah. just go and like, okay, I fasted for, you know, 24, 48, right. 72 hours. And then you jump right back in and have that cheeseburger. And like, that's, that's <laughs> like the worst that's thing to do for your body. Yeah. And that actually takes me on to a tangent is that uh, I was actually listening to a podcast a couple of weeks ago on fasting because mm-hmm. I just, I mean, I always want to learn more and too, I'm yeah. a geek. And <laughs> this, um, There's so this, much information out there. <laughs> yeah. And this person, she was raving on fasting. It was, she was pretty intelligent, but she she was missing a big boat. She's like, yeah, the biggest, uh, she, she was doing everything on fasting in the podcast to, for weight loss, mm. um, which is, should be a symptom uh, of actually becoming healthier right. and having the body more efficient, right. but it shouldn't be the actual goal. Because, like a byproduct. Yep, yeah. Because uh, her, the biggest thing with that is um, she was saying that you can eat anything you want in this short period of time and it's not really going to affect the body as weight gain because it's going to be burning off. And that's actually partially true. But when you look at the body as far as, you know, an optimal potential, you want to give it nutrients. So it's just like anything. just give your body nutrients. Yeah, it's just as in anything, just let's step back and think a little bit about why you're doing it. Mm -hmm. And also really... a deeper effect or process you can have is like still and when you have whether it's a four hour or six hour period that you're trying to get all your nutrients and let's do it consciously and intelligently where you're still eating organic non-gmo you know maybe having a glass of wine as opposed to five you know that night or something like that yeah and (laughs) i mean and there's benefits i'm not i'm not big myself like when i fast i try to keep it pretty minimal Mm -hmm. um but there are benefits showing like one glass of 
a nice biodynamic red wine right. actually creates that vasodilation, right. so it increases blood flow. But the exact opposite happens when we have two glasses. So exactly. then it goes vasoconstriction. Oh, wow. So yeah, you can you can do things intelligently and enjoy you know glasses like yeah. why most people overseas they have it at just eve afterwards right. and a little dark chocolate because right. it has the caffeine that can also help uh, create that dilation stimulation. Yep, that's really awesome. I see. I love hearing this. This <laughs> is why because it's not just about until I would say probably about a year ago, I thought fasting was just starving for losing weight. But there's so many other things and factors that go into it that I was listening to intermittent, I forget who it was, I think it was Joe Rogan with Ben Greenfield. Oh God, I love both those guys. I know. And um, so first thing, intermittent intermittent fasting, would you say Mm -hmm. optimal if you do that between like 14 and 16 hours? Is that... So this this gets kind of confusing when people say like 14, 16. So but that includes sleep too. Yeah, well, yeah. And sleep, that's why they say breakfast is breaking the fast. Right. It's because you wake up and you eat and then you break the fast. So right. that's your first time eating. So there's a lot of different like numbers when you research intermittent fasting. Like Which, the, yeah, the, 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 the biggest ones are 16, 8, 18, yeah. 6, and 24. So all that means is the first number is the, the amount of fast and the second number is the amount of time that you're actually quote unquote allowed right. to have food. Uh, so like starting out, uh, most people will start out with maybe like 16 to 8 or 18 to 6. Um, for like when I do it, I try to get all of my nutrients um, in four hours uh, when I'm doing an intermittent fast. Because the longer you can go in a fast, yeah. the the actual, the more benefits for like each hour going up. like. Right. Really, studies show like after eight, twelve hours, your body can start utilizing the the ketones, um, which is awesome. But there's the the levels of efficiency as that goes, and when you really hit twenty four hours, it becomes a really efficient pathway. Yeah, yeah. And that's why fasting, true fasting, like a day to three days to five days, is the most like you're going to get the biggest bang for your buck there. Right. Um, but yeah, doing I'd say the easiest for most people. Um, with the, the most benefits is probably that eighteen six is just yeah. getting everything within six hours, and with that, you got to figure out yeah. you know what your schedule is and what's going to really work for you because right. some people like for me it's easy. Um, I'll do my lunch uh, is like between twelve and two ish, mm-hmm. um, so I'll eat pretty much closer to that two, mm-hmm. and then I have from like two to six to really get my nutrients in right. and just understand the body is like if I'm having any like protein, animal protein in, that's actually perfect because literally after 6 p.m., your bile production starts decreasing. So that's mm-hmm. a big thing that's like people don't understand. Like, well, I'll have my four hours and it'll be, you know, between 8 and 12 or something right. like that. And I don't even know if that's four hours. I'm bad at math. But, uh, <laughs> I had to just do it on my fingers. <laughs> but they'll, they'll have like a huge like protein and they'll like just down tons and tons yeah. of calories. And understanding that really your body is not going to be able to break down that protein uh, that efficiently because after 6 p.m. the amount of bile that your your gallbladder produces for your liver to help break down you know those protein structures and fats it's just not there so it's like you got to understand it's like all right if you're set and then if that's your time period you should probably do something more um, vegetarian right. or something that's going to be yep, that easier to, to be able to, to digest break and break down. Yeah, so you're not going and having like a huge steak at 9, 10 at night. Right. <laughs> and just being smart about it. I mean, everybody's schedule is different. So, so yeah, I mean, there's could, some days where we get home and we out here at 8 o'clock. Right. So 
maybe just being prepared a little bit too to eat maybe while you're at work. Enjoy while you're it. at work or even like, you know, have have Something your lighter. your food more in the morning and then you're fasting, you know, pretty oh, much. Oh, that makes on. sense, yeah. yeah. So start So it's like your like last six. your last meal is at your lunch and then you're fasting all the way to breakfast. So it's just the opposite so you, end yep. of it. So you just have breakfast, yeah. lunch. Um, and that works I don't out. Why really my well. brain didn't even think of that? That that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so there's a lot of. Would it matter if one day you do, you don't eat until so you fast until about two or three in the afternoon, and then the next day, or maybe two days after that, like maybe I, what I'm saying is in the same week. Mm-hmm. If if you do different hours like that, so that you do the morning fast, or you do that, does that so, really affect? So this actually is a huge point, and I actually I wanted to bring it up, but I have forgot. Is <laughs> it's really important to not intermittent fast every day. Um, it wouldn't be probably as bad. I actually hadn't, hadn't thought about changing the hours up, and mm-hmm. that might still work. Um, but for intermittent fasting, it's your you always want a challenge. So the body only grows between a healthy balance of challenge and support. Right. And that's what really a fast is, is you're giving it a healthy challenge. Yeah. Um, but if you're doing the same challenge every single day, it actually, the body's really intelligent and it doesn't become a challenge anymore. Yeah, and so when it something, sort of acclimates. And when something acclimates yeah. like that, what it's doing, so let's say you were to intermittent fast and, you know, between 6 p.m. and whatever 10 o'clock like that's when mm-hmm. you're getting all your food mm-hmm. uh and if that's what you did every single day your body goes from a it's a challenge to b it adapts so, so then, is that like plateauing no it will actually create the reverse effects than what you want mm. because it's actually utilizing and holding on to the sugar the oh. glucose the carbs everything and it's storing that more efficiently so it's the opposite of what you mm. want you want to burn it out and go right into yeah. you know your body will first go through proteins because protein has some energy it's smaller storage and then you'll go into your fat your ketones but if you do that every day you're you're it takes longer to get into that ketoacidosis um, because your body's utilizing uh, sugar more efficiently so you're going to get the opposite effect so if you do that every other day if you intermittent fast you know I I usually only intermittent fast two times a week uh, sometimes three but I'd say if you're going four or five Four, you're probably still okay um, if you're doing it correctly, but I Just think like the first time. I think yeah. when you're doing it like five times or more a week, you're you're gonna get eventually uh, your body's going to start responding adversely hmm. uh, with that. That's interesting. So, would you say maybe just as like a basic um, understanding in that sense, if you were to do a 24-hour fast? Um, would it be beneficial to do more than one in a week, like maybe Monday or Friday, or just like? So Again, if you, so if you did like a 24-hour fast on Monday and a 24-hour fast on yeah. Thursday, that's yeah. fine. That's fine. Yeah. It's just usually, yeah, there's there's a lot of moving parts of this. Yeah. And, and again, it just goes back to what you're ready for right. and what you're doing, which goes into my next question. If, say, I'm, I'm training for a marathon, which I'm super excited about. Nice, nice. And I'm trying to have my, you know, fitness and nutrition, opt, like, as optimal as, as so I don't die um would you say that fasting would be good for somebody that does high intensity workouts like that or yeah well it depends so when you say high intense and not to like get too deep into it but most marathon training is not high intense uh, well i'm just saying maybe probably not to do it like before your long run so well you can look at it two different ways and uh it depends on 
and all this depends on the health of the person. Uh, sure. Fasting, fasting is amazing for a healthy like the regular fasting for twenty four hours plus right. is amazing for a healthy person. Right. It's intermittent fasting is better for somebody that's not a hundred percent healthy. That's trying to get um, to yeah. A that's place. trying to get to a better place. Right. So. When do, utilizing a marathon and just understanding that with marathons, uh, you, your your sugar is going to pretty much after about an hour or so, like that's going to be depleted. Mm-hmm. So you're going to go into more of utilizing fats. Mm-hmm. Um, and just with anything, it's like the more you can challenge a system and make it more efficient, the better it's actually going to help you mm-hmm. with utilizing anything. So the two biggest things that um, I've realized with doing distance stuff is um, utilize oxygen and yeah. utilizing your fats. Uh, so with that, the more you can challenge both of those systems, so uh, it's easy with uh, fats with ketoacidosis is, yeah, to do an intermittent fasting and don't just try this out on your longer runs. <laughs> yeah. Use it on your shorter three, five mile runs yeah. first. Um, get used to it so mm-hmm. you're not you know, just straight plateauing. Um, and then kind of, you know, push it a little longer. Hmm. So that's, and I like it using it more on shorter runs like that, three to five miles, because yeah. you're, you're allowing the system to become more efficient to utilize it later in that right. run right. when, you know, those carbs start depleting. Yeah. But in a true marathon, you know, you're going to be utilizing some form of hopefully a, a healthy yeah. uh, version of glucose too, yeah. so you don't just... Yeah, so if you're a wall. healthy human mm-hmm. and you're training for something, yep. it could actually benefit your oh, training. Oh, yeah, for sure. Cool. And that's the biggest thing, too. And again, too, is, that's a general statement. Well, yeah. yeah. But I mean, also, it's like with that is utilizing oxygen because most people have, you know, we all have about 95, 99% oxygen saturation in our blood yeah. and our hemoglobin. But most people, especially with runners, uh, we actually overbreathe. Um, so yeah. with overbreathing, uh, we don't have as much carbon dioxide, and it's we need that carbon dioxide to be able to actually release the oxygen into our tissues to be utilized. Mm-hmm. So, and there's uh, little hacks you can do to actually increase the amount of carbon dioxide to be able to actually release the amount of oxygen to be utilized. Cool. Which so is what we'll touch upon in the next one. Yeah. I guess what I want to kind of finish with is. This is my burning question. How do you feel about coffee with fasting? Uh, like, because I know water, obvious, right. but what do you think about coffee? Because Ben Greenfield said that it actually could stimulate yep. your fasting experience or stimulate, I forget what it was. I, th- I look at it in two different ways. And I, I mean, I've listened to that podcast with Ben Greenfield and mm-hmm. of other people um, as well. But I don't know, for me, I think most people uh, are addicted to, to like coffee, it, yeah. so I th- I look at fasting on not just the performance. I look at fasting as an all around like how many different you have this one opportunity you know that you're committing to. Mm-hmm. How many different facets of your life can you allow it to affect in mm-hmm. a positive way, in mm-hmm. a positive challenge mm-hmm. uh, to be able to help you grow? So it's like yeah, you look at your biochemical and you're going to take this and it's going to force you from using glucose into fats that ketoacidosis yeah so awesome one win how else can you do it well you can use it with some exercise so that's gonna you know help you can when you're in ketoacidosis and you do you know even distance but even a shorter high intensity you're gonna be burning fat even more so yay quote unquote weight loss Mm -hmm. awesome another one in the physical layer but emotionally most people are including myself 
uh, go through times where we're addicted to coffee, a stimulant. Like, like we, yeah. quote unquote, we're utilizing something because we're burning the candle at both ends. Right. And that's just life sometimes. Yeah. But if you can use that up and say, okay, so now I'm actually going to use this away from the mental aspect yeah. that I'm not dependent on caffeine, even though there is benefits yeah. to maybe upregulating the system. Actually, I think there's more pros if you are if you're drinking coffee regularly to cut it out at that time. Hmm. If you're not, you, yeah, you, maybe you could add it in to upregulate some of right. those pathways. But for Most pretty, people, pretty much 99.9% yeah. of the people I know yeah. are using some type of caffeine, coffee, yeah, some definitely. stimulus. So I think it's more beneficial um, to affect both, you know, all aspects, you know, yeah. body, mind, and spirit. Just kind of take it out just right. to see how you feel because you might actually like it as opposed to... You know, or, breaking that caffeine. or it could make you feel a little worse. Yeah, but, exactly. You know, that's all. It's just feel worse. Yeah, it's feel part of just challenging the life. system. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. life that's is awesome. life isn't about feeling good all the time. No, yeah. it's about working through those challenges. Yeah. And that's with fasting. As you do it more, you realize that the other end of it, you're going to be feeling good. So there may be some uncomfortable times, which yeah. is cool. And then the more you do it, the more you get comfortable with the uncomfortable. It's well, that's that's what life's about. Yeah. It's just trying to. <laughs> As you get older, you learn it. <laughs> trying to pick those challenges, you know. Yeah, it's just, for sure. If if we don't pick a challenge, you know, the universe is just going to throw a challenge that we don't want in mm-hmm. there. So like fasting, we're picking a challenge that's yeah, it's not necessarily the most enjoyable mm-hmm. because yeah, it affects our social life and mm-hmm. affects just mm-hmm. everything. But at the same time, we know the opposite. There's pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's cool, awesome. Cool. Well, I'm excited to jump into some extra stuff next time we do this because. We touched upon it slightly with more of the hacks of, of what fasting and how to do it the best way or optimally. So Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, Dr. Nick. Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody, for another hopefully awesome podcast. <laughs> As always, leave uh, any comments or anything that you want to hear in our next uh, upcoming part two. Thanks, guys. Peace and love. <laughs>